In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day. I hope the sun is shining and the birds are singing. The wind is at your back. I'm hopeful that even if the sky is cloudy, you see a silver lining. I have an incredible, excuse me, an incredible show for you today with an amazing guest, an author, a licensed acupuncturist, a sound healer, clairvoyant, someone who's harmonizing the nature of oneself for over 25 years. She talks about body, mind, light work, sound healing, and vibrational healing, and just an all-around amazing individual. Bree Dellerson, I'm so excited you're here with me today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me, George. I love the opportunity to share my medicine with people. So when you when you offer the invitation, it's like, this is what the work wants me to do. This is what the light wants me to do, and I'm just in service to that. Yeah, and... Recently, you did some work on Randall's project in Heal, right? Yeah, I was invited to contribute a, a section on how to find a sound healer. So that was a wonderful, uh, it was a really great opportunity for me to really think about something I hadn't really thought about before. But, you know, I got to think about my experiences being a sound practitioner for a very long time now, decades. And, um, you know, my experiences with sound from other practitioners and what, what people, you know, maybe can look for when they're looking for one of their own. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's. Did you get into acupuncture and heat and sound healing at the same time, or did one lead to the other? How what did that destination look like, or journey look like? Oh my goodness. Um, so my first healer that I ever experienced with body work, anything, was back in like ninety ninety seven when I was going through my Montessori training, and uh, I was at an aromatherapy store, and they I I was always very like sensitive to, to, to the environment, to people. I could tell when they were thinking of me and I couldn't get it out and I was yeah. never grounded. 
And she's like, oh, you need to see Elena, who was upstairs. And uh, and so I had my first session with Elena and she did tuning forks and crystals and essential oils and body work. And it was like this two and a half hour experience. And after that experience, I had felt my feet on the ground for the very first time. And every time I talk about it, I know that feeling like it's in my body. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do, something along these lines, working with sound. But that didn't really, you know, manifest until years later. Although my whole life I've been, been involved with music. I started studying piano when I was four. I went to Interlock in Michigan in the summer for, you know, music. And um, so sound has definitely been a part of my life. But then, you know, years later, so during that time, I started studying things. I studied acupressure, body work, things that would support what I was getting intuitively from people when I was working on them and picking up information. Um, and I realized like I could put my hand over someone and start to get accurate information about what was going on. And then my body would start to kind of pull out these, you know, denser energies on its own. And I was, I was like, what is happening here? Um, and so it was clearing it and getting information at the same time. Um, and then just years later, I ended up going to acupuncture school in Seattle um, at Bastyr University. And the first day I was there, I was in tears because I was like, this is the glue. This is the glue that's going to like bring all the parts of me, all the work I do together. Because one, I have this ancient map and medicine to draw upon that supports what I'm getting intuitively from people. So I'm able to bring them to a state of health and harmony. And I can bring in all the other pieces of who I am to this work. And so that's kind of the unfolding. And it's continued to evolve and expand because that was when did I, I think I got my degree back in 2008. It's fascinating to me. I've 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 had some acupuncture done and it's it's an interesting letting go in a weird sort of way because I feel like, you know, you're there and you're in this in this state of awareness that is un that at least it was uncommon for me. And there may have been some music playing in the background, but I never thought about how those two things could go together. Like, do they go together? Like when you, if someone is, is, is getting acupuncture, can you use certain frequencies to help tune the needles to go into the body or do those things go together in a certain way? Um, they complement each other. Okay. So there's different ways that you can use it. You can yeah. just use the, use the tuning forks and the sound without needles. I do that a lot with clients if they're needle phobic, children, whatever, remotely, because most of my work I do right now is online. Um, but what I find for me when I use the needles in an in-person session is it kind of lays like the groundwork and, and it holds down that energy template. And then mm -hmm. I can go in and start with the sound and start clearing at other subtle levels. So one of the examples that I have is I love doing scar therapy um, on a, a physical level and on an energetic level. So what happens with the scar is, you know, in acupuncture, we have a technique called surround the dragon. So you put needles around the scar. It brings a lot of chi and blood to the area. And that's great on its own. But what happens is that trauma is also stuck in the subtle levels of the body. And so when I come in with the sound, while the needles are in there doing it on the physical and energetic level, I'm using the sound to clear the trauma and the scarring in the energetic bodies. There's such a dramatic shift from the beginning of the session to the end of the session in the appearance and the feel of the scar. So you get a visible you know, you can see the difference. Um, but I'm always working with scars because we have those in our field all the time. So the sound is so powerful like that. 
it's, it's so amazing to see the the I guess to see some of the emphasis that's been on sound lately. It seems to me like we're beginning to rediscover how important sound is. What what are some of the the healing modalities of sound? Is it the vibration? Is it the the wavelength? It is it is it the you know what is it about sound that really interacts with us and helps us to heal? I think we're acting, we're interacting at a fundamental level of vibration. So we take mm -hmm. out who we think we are. We take out all the stories. We take out the emotions and we just drop into the sensation of the vibration and using healing frequencies brings those dissonant, discordant frequencies of the body into resonance with, with health and harmony and movement, right? So we're moving that block chi, that blocked energy, that blocked vitality and different frequencies have different effects on the body. It's amazing to me. You know, I, when I think about tuning forks, can you like maybe you could explain how you use tuning forks? Does that help the body resonate with different frequencies when you have different tuning forks and there's different frequencies for different healing? Yeah, I mean, I have I I started off with one set of tuning forks and now I have a different set of tuning forks that I that I use and primarily I use like just three now. I've really kind of pared down to my essentials. Um, but I have a set of tuning forks. Where are they here? I hope you can hear it on this on the mic here. Okay, so these forks I love. These okay. help you get into a co state of coherence. Let me know if okay. you can hear. Yeah. Them. Can you hear it with the headphones? I can. Yeah. Okay. So just start to feel how your your you feel. Just feeling this. Yeah. What do you notice? I notice like like a. I feel like my my body's getting warmer. Okay. Yeah. So the difference in these forks is 0.1 hertz, which is the state that gets you in the frequency that gets you into a coherence. Mm. It's the frequency difference between the heart and the brain. So it automatically brings you into that heart coherence and getting mm. the brain to become in line with the heart. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So this is one. And then this one I use all the time. This is my 528 DNA repair fork. Mm -hmm. so, so this one is like my wand. I go yeah. through the field and, you know, do a lot of things with this. And when you're working with a person in person, you know, the weighted works are really wonderful to put on the points themselves. Mm. Um, but, and you can go around as well. The, the lower the, fr the, the frequency, the deeper the penetration of the mm. So you can work with the emotional body and things like that using lower weighted, uh, lower frequency forks and weighted forks. Um, yeah. It's interesting to think that we can use that particular tone or those frequencies. Are, are some of them better for different kinds of blockages? Like if, say you have an emotional trauma that may have happened to you, would you use a different type of frequency for uh, emotional trauma versus like an anger issue? Or, I mean, how does that break down? I mean, I think we all have our tools. Like, so for yeah. me, um, the way that I work now with them is, uh, one, I'm just following the energy of the body. Okay, so is there a particular frequency? Sometimes, yes. Like, okay, I want to bring you into coherence. Sometimes, 
you know, maybe I want to balance the the pineal and the the high heart and the thalamus and, and the third eye, that, that trithalamic connection. Um, so I might do something like that. For me, it's like, how do I want to get this energy to move and what tool will I use? I'm not thinking so much in frequencies and numbers. I'm thinking mm. in one, who's talking to me? Because they will call out to me. Okay, it's time for me to use this. And, um, and so for me, it's just a journey of, you know, gentle invocation. Let's just drop in together with the sound. Let's, it's like stepping into a, a, a warm water and then get, using really balancing frequencies. And then we get a little bit deeper and then we get a little bit deeper and then we start clearing and clearing and then we balance again. And so it's this, you know, dialogue that's happening with the sound in the body. And I'm following and listening and guiding with the sound at the same time. So yes, there are frequencies that can have specific physical and emotional effects, and there's a lot of great resources. Um, and but I find the tools I have uh, are enough for what I need to do to really bring someone back to to balance and harmony. It's interesting. What you brought up the term trithalic trithalic connection. Trithalic. It's it's yeah. What is that? <laughs> so these forks are uh, my teacher. Uh, made, and uh, he he said that they're mm-hmm. they're to help link up these high centers, so mm-hmm. the third eye, the thalamus, the high heart, and the crown. There you go. So when I'm watching you receive. Mm-hmm vibration, I can see a spiraling energy really focused up here. A lot of times I'm bringing people down deeper into mm-hmm. the body, but sometimes it's fun to play yeah. with, you know, go even higher. <laughs> yeah, I like it. What did you notice with those? I did feel as if like there was a vibration moving upwards through me. Like, it was really like a, like a, like a calming sort of like flexing in a weird sort of way. It's hard to describe, but like that, you know, I could, I could feel the vibration through me, like even through the, even through the the internet, through the mic, I guess it's just the sound that travels through it. That's the power of sound, right? It goes, it's kind of, it goes to where it needs to, and it opens up those blocks that are depleting your vitality, your energy, causing you to feel, you know, anxious, stressed, all those, all those things we don't want to feel, not just the physical, emotional level, but, you know, any of the difficulties we have in life, we are experiencing those through the body. And so we can move those blocks. So one of the basics of Chinese medicine is, you know, pain is the result of, you know, your chi being stagnant or obstructed. And so this is all about getting all of that flowing and moving again. So that, so that light, that information, that, that energy, that chi, that vitality that flows through you, flows through you without obstruction. You know, I was, I forgot where I, I saw this or read this or spoke to someone about this, but they were talking about chanting and like, you know, a lot of the times you'll hear the om, and they equated it. Like, isn't it strange that you still, you have that same sound in home? Like, and it just got me thinking about language and sound and the vibrations of our words and how we're exchanging vibrations constantly just through our language alone. It's kind of amazing. It's exactly that. I mean, even if you're not saying it out loud and you're thinking that, those words can be encoded with that whatever emotional imprint you have, and they have an influence on your vibration and what you're creating and experiencing in the world. 
So that's so true. But what I love that you brought that up about sound is we have that tool with us all the time. Yeah. Drop in and use our voice as a healing tool. It's so true. Yeah, maybe that's why we find some people so it's such a pleasure to talk to is like they have this harmonious voice or they're able to use a certain cadence or, you know, it's I think I really feel like we're just beginning to understand language. Like there's so much that comes from the sound of our voice, the sound of our mother, the sound of our father, the sound of our children, the sound of our friends. Like all of them provide us with a different feeling that has the ability to make us feel great or maybe make us feel downtrodden sometimes if we feel like we've done something that we're ashamed of. And, but the, the power of sound, it, it really seems to be something that, at least maybe it's the people I'm speaking to, but it seems to be something that's making its way to the forefront of healing. Have you noticed that? Or has it always been that way? It's Oh, it definitely is. is <laughs> it's coming through in, in major ways now because when I started, there was like no one. There was no one. It was so hard to find people and find healers and, you know, people to go to. And and now it's just, you know, everywhere, um, which is wonderful. And now you have to be a little bit more discerning, I think, you know, in, sure. in your journey. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were like hidden treasures before. It was really going on a vision quest to find those people for yourself. But, you know, and it's and it still is, because I think if you're looking for something specific, uh, it's always it's always a fun journey to find that for yourself. Yeah. A lot of people say it's, it's, it's the journey that is the, the, that has the healing in it. You know, sometimes going and finding the right person or, you know, finding the treasure along the way, or I once heard where you stumble is where you find the gold, which I think is kind of a, an interesting one to think about. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an amazing, you know, when I think about mythology, I'm a big fan of mythology too. And I, I think about all the, references to vibrations and sound that's found in myth when i think of uh, like the iliad and the odyssey and you have uh i think odysseus crossing the river and he's called by the siren sound of the rocks how sometimes the sound can can bring us to these different places and different elevations and it's fascinating to me can you tell us about a time when you really used sound to help you get through a crisis in your life yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one came up right away. This was actually, this was, this was interesting. So I, um, I've had headaches since I'm eight years old. And uh, those of us who have headaches know how they present. We know what kind of headaches we have. Da, 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 da. So I started getting these new headaches, new headaches um, back yeah. in 2013. And um, they were like, I mean, off the scale, like I, when I look back on this time, I don't know how I survived living through this for as long as I did. And, um, and I'd still work, right. I'm still practicing right. my acupuncture. I'm still treating people and I, and I have my own, my own, my own pain. So I'm driving home from Seattle. And if you've been in Seattle, you know, that could take forever to drive like five miles. Mm -hmm. And my head is just, I can't even see straight. It was probably like a 12 out of 10. And I just, all of a sudden get the idea to start making sounds like letting the sound express itself. This is before I even went to the globe Institute and started studying with um, Stephen Halpern and, and uh, David Gibson and other amazing people. So I started doing this on my own and, uh, and it was so painful for me to hear the pain that I was carrying and at the same time, the pain started to decrease, like it was taking the edge off. So I kept toning 
and toning and letting that pain just express itself. So it was a very interesting moment because I was witness to my pain, which immediately brought me into this state of deep compassion for Mm. myself, as well as transforming the pain at the same time. And, um, and so I was able to make it home and, and then take care of myself as I needed to, but it, it made, it let me drive home. (laughs) So that was the first time I used my voice in that way. It's fascinating to hear being able to get a different perspective on the pain and, and have it release. Like, so I think I see that in a lot of different healing modalities, whether we'll just take PTSD, for example, a lot of people that are wounded through a relationship or something they saw or something they were part of that, that blockage comes from them not being able to thoroughly confront what happened to them. You know, and it's just this, this constant blocking of, I'm not going to, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to do that. However, different modalities, sometimes psychedelics or, you know, sometimes talk therapy or definitely sound therapy. It allows you to to have this new perspective in a way, maybe hear it different for the first time or hear it in a way you haven't heard it before. What do you, what do you think about, you know, sound specifically being able to shift your perspective? Oh, absolutely. Because you're shifting your vibration, right? So you shift your vibration, you're looking at the world and perceiving the world from a new state of being. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like when I think about the way you perceive the world, you know, I've read a little bit about everything sort of having its own vibration. It would make sense if you change the way you're vibrating, that you change your relationship to the way other things are vibrating. So your whole model of reality can be shifted. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're designed a particular way, your particular construct. So you have a unique note and unique vibration that no one else has. Right. And so, you know, you're perceiving the world through that construct through your stories, through your karma, through your imprinting, through your belief Mm. systems, through your programming. I mean, think of all the stuff that has this pure light and energy has to get through to get to you to perceive. So how accurately are you perceiving it? So what I love about sound, one of my favorite things happens when, you know, the clients on the table, the needles are in and I start the sound, even even online, uh, they they drift off into the void. Mm. They get out of the way. And that's where I find that deep healing can happen because the conscious mind is not trying to control anything. It's not trying to make up any stories. It's just surrendering to the vibration of what is. And that creates space to vibrate in alignment with who you are. And and then you experience that reflection back to you in the way that you're experiencing the world. So, and, And you influence other people that come in contact with your aura. Yeah. So I've never thought about it like that, but it, it, when I, when I begin to, to think about it, it's in the language, like, Oh, I'm vibing with this person or they have a good vibe. Like, you know, like why wouldn't you as an individual who is vibrating on, on a good level for you being like, it just seems like that's what would have caused you to be in harmony with your surroundings when you are being your authentic self. And especially if we look at ourselves, like our own unique sound, our own unique vibration that brings to the idea of harmony. Like if, if I am vibrating at my unique level and putting out my, my, the sound in which I am tuned for, then I should be in harmony with other people that are in tune. And that would invite other people in your life that are vibrating at a perfect kind of, is that kind of how it works or 
What about relationships and harmony and, and personal vibration? Yeah, I mean, yeah, amazing things happen. A lot of the work I do in relationships, I do in yeah. here first, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, so if I think of a difficult conversation I have to have with a beloved, right? And 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 feeling triggered and, and activated and angry, and I'm thinking about all the all the things that happened in the past and how I'm going to interact, and that's not what I want, right? So I, yeah. I, I, I pause and I notice the sensations that I'm having. I'd like to take the story and set it aside. Okay, what am I feeling? My body's feeling all this stuff in response to what I think, okay, or to the past experience. So I take that, set it aside. What, what, am, what am I feeling right here and right now? Okay, this feels really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I sit with that for a moment. Yeah. I just notice the sensations. Where is it in my body? Maybe it's bringing up older stories that have nothing to do with this person. And I realize maybe, okay, that's my three-year-old here who's really, um, you know, crying out. Um, and I just notice that. And after a while, I, I take a moment. I'm like, okay, now what do I want to feel? And immediately I go to my thoughts, right? Because I'm asking myself a question. So my mind wants to answer, but mm -hmm. I don't want that to... So then I have to set that aside. But there's a feeling that I want to have. And usually, almost always, my intention is a win-win-win for everybody. I want us all to walk away feeling uplifted, getting what we need, you know, receiving the highest from, from this interaction. And what is that feeling like? And then again, I have an idea of what that might be, but that's not, that's not even close to the feeling itself. So I have to take myself and my clients, I take them through these steps. Now I've shortened it, but I'm giving you the, yeah. you know, the long road. Okay. So I'm having ideas and concepts of what that harmony might feel like, and maybe it's close. Then I go straight to the source. I allow my heart to give me the feeling that I want to experience because it knows exactly that feeling. So then I go to my heart and I wait for that feeling to kind of percolate and spring up and bubble up. And it gives me that exact feeling. And I, and it infuse that situation, that conversation, that relationship with that feeling. And every time it, it works out magically and sometimes beyond my imagination. And I have a really fascinating example if I can share. Yeah, please. I would love that. We had an altercation with a neighbor, I think a couple of years ago, someone from their house was breaking off the plumeria branches in our backyard and being kind of sneaky about it. And I just felt it was really disrespectful, like just come and ask, you know. <laughs> so I went out there and I'm not a confrontational person, but I went out there to say that and it got a little you know, and a little heated very quickly. Um, and so after that incident, I did that very process. And I kept noticing it took like a few days, I kept doing it. And I'm like, well, I feel clear. So I don't think this is me, you know, feeling that way anymore, because I feel really clear, but I was still hearing the conversation in my head again and again. So three days after that, someone rings our doorbell, and it's that neighbor. And he's like, I was beside myself all weekend. I am so sorry. He said everything that I had wanted him to say when I tapped into that feeling and that harmony and gave us a papaya plant as a gift. And that papaya is now fruiting. So, I mean, I you can't predict how that harmony is going to manifest itself. But all I did was what I told you. And I just went inside and felt the harmony within myself. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to me to think that we can communicate on levels that we're not even really, most people aren't even aware of, you know, and we're, there's this connection between us. If we're willing to take the time to, 
to nurture it and and go inwards and understand what it what what is it really that what story am I telling myself and what's wrong with that story and how could that story be different and mm-hmm. it is amazing that's a great story thank you for sharing that I I'm hopeful that we're moving into a world where more people are beginning to understand what they really want, what it means to be authentic, what the what their problems are and how they can best solve them. I, do you think that when it comes to these different kinds of therapies that people have to want to change in order to have change in their life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to last. It's not going to work. It's like you think of someone who wants to quit smoking or mm-hmm. give up something and they're doing it for someone else. You know, they have a lower success rate than if they're really committed to doing that for themselves. There has to be that desire, sure, and that commitment to yourself. Because if we're going back to vibration again, yeah. that, that decision, one, is key. And that commitment kind of tethers you to that new vibrational state that you're seeking to embody. So it, it anchors you vibrationally to that new state of being. When I when I think about my life or my indiv- an individual's life as a song, you know, there's there's different. Some people say that the beauty of a song is the silence in between the notes, right? Because you don't you hear the silence, but you don't think about that. You just think about the different notes. But when I think about my life, as I'm, I'm almost fifty, and like I I I look back on this wonderful melody sometimes more of a thrash song sometimes more of a melodious song but there's transitions in there and i'm wondering like do do you see different frequencies from different people in different age groups or or is that something that have you thought about is do we does our frequency does the songs change as we go in life and is there a pattern to that Hmm, that's a good question I haven't thought of, well, I don't see it in the way that you're asking the question. I don't see it in, in like certain groups of people. I see everybody uniquely um, and I feel them uniquely and I perceive them uniquely because they have a specific signature, energetic signature that I'm tapping into when I'm interacting with people. Um, So we all have our own, our own note and together we, you know, are this amazing symphony. Um, So ask the question again. Have you noticed that people in their lives, like their particular note is like a song that's sung throughout like, yes. like the like, like the life of it, like the song, right? Like the, and is, is there patterns that you, that you notice? Right. So that home note is consistent throughout your, okay. your information. And I'm even going to say your soul note is the same. That's <laughs> consistent. What, what happens is it gets distorted. So your music gets out of tune. So I'm here to tune people back into <laughs> Tune people back into harmony and health, um, and uh, and so that's what colors it are the stories we tell ourselves, the imprinting, the ancestral patterns, karmic patterns, uh, any kind of trauma that we've experienced in this lifetime and others, multi-dimensional influences, technological influences, and you know the bombardment of EMFs and how that's influencing our natural biofield. All of that distorts our music, and so the food we eat the water we drink, the thoughts we think, all of those things have vibration. So how are we nourishing ourselves with with that information? And that vibration is information. It's light and information. So how are we nourishing ourselves with that? So that that stays true. And so for me, mm-hmm. I'm always bringing people back to this key central channel to align with so everything else can flow around uh, and work efficiently. But that gets distorted 
it gets distorted. And then it, like we talked about, it projects out. You're broadcasting your sound, your music out into the world and it sounds off. So mm. what's going to happen? That person's going to be reactive to you. You're going to lose money. You're going to get into a car accident. You're going to, you know, all of those things. Okay. I need to get back in tune again. Oh my gosh. I feel amazing today. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that conversation went better than I expected. I got a raise, you know, all of these things. It's, it's a total reflection of the vibration that we are broadcasting. I love it. And the more that I think about sound, it's such a wonderful metaphor. You know, I think of an equalizer. You know, I'm a little older, so we had like these equalizers when I was a kid. And you could like push up the gain, turn down the treble, turn up the bass. Like the, all those things seem to fit so well in the metaphor of sound therapy. Like, yeah, this is a little bassy over here. Hey, well, you're way out of balance. Like, wait, let's tune this one down, put this one up. And like, it just seems you could have such a more clear, crisp, melodious sound radiating from you if you're in tune to it. So that, I'm stoked to think about that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to say that those bass yeah. sounds aren't bad and those high pitch sounds aren't bad. What we want is to have them broadcast without distortion because mm. they're harmonic, right? So we have these right. different levels of energy as we move through the body. If you want to look at it through the chakra map, you know, it's just different levels of perception of consciousness at different vibrations. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of the work is uniting these three heavens, the upper, middle, lower heaven, bringing spirit into form. So we're a clear transmitter of the spirit, this, you know, beautiful union of, of light and form and uh, expressing itself in this dimension. And, uh, and so there's a lot about bad, you know, frequencies. It's, it's my experience, you know, whales communicate at like mm. 20 hertz or below 20 hertz. I mean, that's a low frequency. That's not a bad frequency. It's just the way that we use them uh, that can be manipulated for, you know, negative reasons and stuff like that. But um, yeah. It's interesting. Like I, I know when we start talking about like whales or dolphins, like here, I'm so blessed to live in Hawaii. Sometimes we can go snorkeling. You can see the dolphins and, you know, sometimes there's horrible things that happen. Like the Navy will be doing exercises with radar and you'll see them get sick. You'll see some of them wash up on the beach. And it's, you know, I, I don't have the proof to show everybody that, but I'm, I've read enough articles and I've spoken to enough marine biologists to say that that particular sort of radar is definitely interacting with them in a harmful way, but it brings back to frequencies and how we're all connected. It's, it's kind of mesmerizing. Yeah. I lived outside Seattle for a long time. So we saw that too with our whales. We had that same, yep. same awareness. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. I, do you think that being around and having an affinity and a gift and a love and a passion for sound and being so in tune with that environment, it allows you to see the frequency of other people. And might, might that be the reason why you can see so much in other people? Hmm. Again, I haven't thought about these things before. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we all can, I think we all perceive yeah. it in different ways. We just sure. maybe haven't been shown how a lot of the things that I talk about with clients is getting them to become attuned to how they are perceiving yeah. the frequencies and how it feels in their body, because this is how we do it. If we didn't have a body, we wouldn't be able to feel what we're feeling. This is the interface between our outer and inner world, you know, and, and the nervous system, all of that. So, um, 
you know, this is this is the way that we're creating and perceiving, you know, simultaneously and seamlessly with with the world around us. This is a we are a walking resonator of crystalline matrix, you know, like really we are crystalline beings and broad, you know, we want to be those clear resonators and um, we are divine technology. I think we, we forget that. We forget that. Um, and sound, I think, brings you back to that deep remembrance that we have about who we really are and connecting with that. Yeah, I notice it in different states of awareness. Like sometimes everybody has their own methods of, maybe not everybody, but I'm hopeful that everybody finds a way to find themselves moving through different states of consciousness. And once you get good at it, then you can find, hey, when I'm in this particular heightened state of awareness, I feel like I can learn a lot more from the environment. When I'm in this particular state, I feel like I can, I can learn a lot through silent meditation. But it's weird when you become tuned to different states of awareness, what you can learn. And it seems... I'm willing to bet later down the line, different states of consciousness will allow us to perform at different levels, to learn at different levels, to, to there's different states that allow for different types, the same way different vibrations do that. Like, what do you think about that? Are, are we more susceptible to different types of learning or performing in different vibrations? Are we more susceptible to learning? I, hmm. Well, the first thing I want to say is, you know, being able to do that is where our freedom lies. Yeah. And I think I think the education has been over the years and the indoctrination has mm. been preventing people from accessing those states of consciousness Agreed. because then they can't be controlled. Okay. Um, and so I think there's there's a lot of truth to that. Um, I think, you know, being a Montessori teacher as well, <laughs> you know, people learn in different ways and so yeah. to provide them with the right environment to do that like is 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 key you know um i don't know the kids the kids these days get it really quickly so we can look to them to really learn but i think i think providing ourselves with the right environment to do that like yeah. unplug you know get out into nature Get off your devices, you know, literally unplug. Like, what if you shut down your modem for a while? These EMFs, I'm sensitive to EMFs and I've suffered debilitating physical pain from them for years. And so I've had to really learn how to, you know, modify my life and, and do everything. I'm much better now, um, but I, I had to learn a lot along the way. So um, there's a lot of technological interference. So getting out of nature is key. I think the more disconnected you can be from the virtual world in a lot of ways and more connected you can be to the natural world that will be the fastest way for you to access those gifts yeah I, i'm curious to get your thoughts on this like i i got so many cool questions and this is why i love talking to amazing people i always come up with like new questions when i start thinking about what's going on in the world and people who are attuned to different ideas i wonder if culture has its own frequency. You know, if if you look at like different generations and different cultures, like they seem to have a generational vibe and like there's boomers and Xers and millennials and they all have their own flavor to them a little bit. Do you think that each culture or each generation has sort of its own attunement? Absolutely. I mean, I remember being in, in acupuncture school and we would talk about how Americans are have all suffer from liver cheese stagnation. You don't get it like <laughs> this in other cultures. So absolutely. 
because we're, we're talking about like a collective consciousness and yeah. imprint that's influencing our vibration that we've chosen, you know, on a soul level to come in and experience. So yes, absolutely. I mean, just think back even to the times in your life, each time in your life has a particular vibration and feel to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, if you take, like we talked about, if you take the story away and you just feel through everything, you know, it gives you a sense of, of, of that music for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I sometimes I've I've been in spots in my life where my thoughts and my heart don't align. You know, it's like I think this, but I don't feel that way. And that's usually a really big area of of where problems begin or problems maybe, maybe that can be a sign of where a problem needs to be solved. Hey, you're thinking this, but you feel this. You better get an alignment right there. That could be something yeah. that manifests as stress or heartache or relationship problems. It's it's interesting to think about it from that angle right there. Um, you know, Brie, I, 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 you and I were talking a little bit before the show. Would it be possible for you to give me and the listeners a reading of, of a, a little snapshot, a little hors d'oeuvre of what it is that you do? I would love to do that. Oh, me too. My, yeah, goals, thank you. my goals are already singing once you said that. I can hear that. <laughs> I would love that. Okay. So all you need to do is just sit back okay. and... Take in the sounds. Fantastic. Yeah. So we've been sitting here talking and people have been listening and, you know, there's a lot of energy to that. So just notice how you feel right now. Notice how you feel the energy around you and through you. Notice how you're breathing, or if you're not breathing. Notice where that energy is moving or not moving through your body. And then just gently begin to breathe through the center of your chest. Allow the heart to breathe you. Allow that life force to flow in through the portal in the center of your chest all the way deep into the heart space. And breathe from there. Beautiful. Okay, so just do a little mini reading on what's showing up in the field here with the sound. And as I'm doing that, I just invite you to notice how the sound feels, how your body's responding to the information of the sound and the information that comes through. So immediately going to an old car accident and a spinal injury. Also some knee problems focusing on the left knee primarily right now. 
something about school and confusion around course of study. Wanting to make a change, but feeling unsure because it's so dramatically different from the path you've been on and what's been expected of you. So feeling really stuck and making a change that you know you would feel aligned with and, and fulfilled, but there's also an underlying feeling of disappointing others. It's an emotional pattern around a child, seeing a baby, and someone who's sick, might be the child, might be someone else, I don't know. And something going on with the digestive system, I don't know if someone has like colitis, something going on with the colon, some sort of digestive problem. It, it doesn't look like too inflamed, but it doesn't look healthy either. And then some residual respiratory issues, you know, sometimes, you know, we've been sick, but we feel like we've recovered, but not fully. And so those old illnesses can still stay kind of um, embedded in your energetic body, just like any trauma. You might have moved on from the loss. You might have moved on from the accident. You might have moved on from the broke up, the breakup. But that that pain is still in the field, influencing how that energy is flowing through you and broadcasting out into the world around you. So I'm picking up uh, the frequency of grief. So I'm just going to go in there now for a little bit and start to loosen that up.
Just taking a gentle breath in. Notice how your body feels here now. Notice how your breath is moving. And just gently bring that breath down to your toes so they start to wiggle. Bringing the next breath into your fingers until they start to wiggle. And then when you're ready, open your eyes and join us back in this new vibrational state. Now there's still a lot moving even though the sound has stopped. Okay, so I just want to invite you to continue to notice how it does that through you through several days and just to stay hydrated because it can uplift, uproot, uncover things to bring them up and out to be re released. And this was a very short session, but there was a lot of emotional content that we went into, especially when the shakers started. And so for anyone who's listening, I just want you to be gentle with yourself and if there's a replay, you might want to listen to this recording again. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. I can, I feel the sensations in my fingertips and in the tips of my toes. Like I can feel like the heartbeat going through my body. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Thank you for that. That's You're welcome. Wonderful. Yeah. And there's, there was a lot that you hit on as far as, you know, making changes and loss of a child and, you know, there's a lot there. It's it's amazing to see, listen to, and sit with the traumas in our life, and and know that other people can see them too. That's I think that that's very rewarding. And and I can't think of the right word, but it's hopeful and wonderful and awful in the true sense of the word, full of awe to know that people can see the traumas in which you've gone through in your life and they can help you through them. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the, I love when I hear, like when I do my group sessions, I, yeah. so many people are like, wow, I feel like you were speaking directly to me. And, uh, and you know, we all carry these fractals of the same imprints. And so when we come yeah. together, it's such a powerful, uh, powerful way to, to, to heal with one another. It is a powerful way to do it. It's hard to talk. After. It is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just, ah, <clears throat> I am. It's, it's wonderful to think about the way in which we have the power to heal each other. It seems for so long we've relied on outsourcing our health to a system that may not have the best intentions for us. And it seems that my opinion is that we're moving into this new world where people are becoming more authentic. They're finding the courage to become the person they want to be. Have you noticed that shift or do you think that that's maybe just something that a few people are seeing or is there a pattern there? How do you notice the world changing? 
I mean, just as an acupuncturist alone, I mean, you know that people were looking for alternative ways to, to treatment because, you know, insurance companies started to put us on their plans. <laughs> you know, I never dealt with insurance companies. That wasn't part of my, yeah. my, my paradigm. But, you know, people were looking for other things to, to help them and support them. So that was one way. Um, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of a lot happening and people are looking for ways to uh to find answers for themselves to to feel better because i mean the collective the collective trauma that's happening mm. and continues to happen again you know is is serving us in a way because it's creating what we need to get to that next level because if we were comfortable we're not going to change right. and so what level of discomfort are you ready to really break out of your old paradigm and step into, you know, who you really are and be your authentic self and bring your light, bring your magic, bring your, you know, gifts, bring your genius into the world, do what you're meant here to do. You know, even if it's just to smile at everyone that you see that you come across every day, you know, how can we uplift others? How can we be responsible for our own vibration and what we're energetically putting out into the world? Because that's what we're going to see back. And there's so many beautiful tools out there today that can help you do that. The tools that I use in my in my work and, and with my clients are really um, gentle but profound. I mean, the effects are profound. People, um, you know, are really releasing most of this year a lot, a lot of grief. I'm seeing a lot of grief, a lot of anger, um, a lot of sadness. It keeps coming up, um, not just because we're in that time of year where that's, you know, most yeah. prevalent, but it's been happening before. You know, um, yeah, I'll just pause there. But it brings to mind the idea of different times of year. You know, you brought up winter, and sometimes we do see people, even though it's it's billed as this happy time of year, the holidays. Like, there's a lot of people that are alone. There's a lot of suffering. And when I think about times of years, I start thinking like the summer solstice or the winter solstice. Are are those particular times? Or are there times like that throughout the year where readings are different? Yeah, I love that question. I do notice that for myself. I'll do I'll do special sonic acupuncture sessions mm -hmm. on the portals like Lionsgate. Um, I used to do them every new moon and full moon, but I've, I've yeah. taken a step back from that. I've done them on the solstice. I just did one for 11-11, and I do them monthly mm -hmm. anyway. But when I do these on these special kind of alignments, although I believe there's benefit to every Every transit, every alignment, there's something in everything, but def definitely different information comes through, especially Lionsgate. Lionsgate is always, always fun. It's just amazing what comes through for that. But yes, it's true. I mean, we are, you know, one with nature. We are part of that, you know, um, geometry. And so how it influences our being, how do we move through the cycle of time or what we perceive as time, the construct mm -hmm. of time in a, in a resilient, balanced and aligned way, rather than feeling, you know, overwhelmed or pressured or all the things that we know time can do. That's why I don't wear a watch. That's why I don't wear a watch in like 40 years. Um, so yes. So how do we stay balanced in every moment? But there definitely is a special, um, connection and information that comes through during those times that I really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that you bring up time. I, it's such a construct that we have, and it's so, it seems to me on, 
in some ways, it's so limiting when you're forced to look at a clock. And I have to do this for this long, or I've been doing this, or I have to be to work at this time. On some level, it's just like these giant blinders you put on so that you can't really focus on now. You're so it traps you in the past or forces you to live in the future. And there's so much depression, anxiety around those two constructs. And yeah, time is a is an interesting concept to think about as far as the way we use it in our life but yeah and your body dictates that like yeah. i have a really good sense of time like i know when it's time to leave i know when it's time to do this like my body tells me i don't know if we're all wired that same way but we are wired in a way that links us up with our flow and mm. when we get in contact with our own flow which is at the dictate of our own heart um and we're connected with that and we become you know the passenger to this to this trip um, you know, it, it, you find a lot more ease and grace in your, in your daily life for sure. So yeah, time, time can be, uh, not so fun, <laughs> but it's yeah. fun to travel. I love time sure. travel. I love little universes. <laughs> I love exploring those other possibilities, you know, everything. There's so many ways we can look at it because everything is now. And so, mm. you know, there, there's not a past life. It's really another lifetime that you're experiencing. Like, right now simultaneously it's all right. super and but where our awareness is dropped in is into this incarnation so when you start to play with those you know fields you have access to so much more information and you have the leverage to transform things because let's say there was unfinished business in another incarnation mm -hmm. that you they lived okay just for to make it simple is yeah. and then you change in this life, just like we talked about, if you make the change here, you can affect your, your world, but well, you can ex affect all those other incarnations that you've experienced as well when you shift, because, you know, you're connected to all of that at the soul level. And so yeah. it's, it's, uh, it becomes a lot of fun. Yeah. I've had some fascinating experiences where I felt that I got to cross over and begin living the life of me in a different time. You know, and I know that sounds like I know that sounds crazy probably to people hearing that, but like I think sometimes you walk like like you said, you're living all these lives simultaneously. And there are times I think when you can decide, I'm gonna live in this one now, or I'm gonna live in this one now. And if you're aware of it, like it's pretty mind-blowing to think about, oh, that was when I was George this person, or that's when I was George the truck driver, that's when I was George the kid, or you know, I think now I'm gonna live George this this way. You know, it, it, it fundamentally helps you break the, the conditioned models of reality when you understand that you can walk in a different life if you choose to. It takes some work, and you may move back and forth between that line sometimes, but you can at least walk closer to the level you want to be. You can walk closer in the shoes that you want to walk in. Have you ever had that, that, that particular situation happen, or maybe you have something similar to that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally know what you're saying. And, you know, the thing about it, too, is like, okay, well, from this lifetime, and I abuse my power. And that's why I'm not, you know, stepping into my, my genius right now. I'm scared of my power, or I was violently, yeah. you know, tortured in like 3000 other lifetimes and dimensions and experiences. And so, you know, that's why I'm riddled with pain in this lifetime. So we can use it in a way to facilitate healing and transformation. And that's what I love about, you know, the work that I do is because it can travel, you know, multidimensionally to all those places. As far as personal experience, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have visceral memories of, you know, 
um, you know, a child being torn from me and, and, you know, left, you know, and abused and tortured. I have memories of Atlantis. I have memories of Egypt. I have, um, I had an experience of there being nothing outside of myself. And if I were to look outside the window, there would be nothing because everything that was outside was actually inside of me. <laughs> I've crossed over into other realms, surprisingly, um, in the bathroom and, <laughs> and I, <I've, laughs> And at one point I was like, oh my God, what if I fall and someone finds me here passed down on the, and I hit my head or something. So I kind of stopped that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think these are useful references to have just to say that we're more than who we think we are and nothing is as it seems. What is your relationship to dreaming? Well... I have different types of dreams. Some are very like, I don't know, whatever's my really, sometimes they tell me things. What I lived, I lived the van life for over three years. Yeah, so, epic. So, you know, living on the road like that really affected my dream life because, you know, uh, places have a lot of energy based on what happened there. And I remember like some places that we would sleep, I would wake up like just freaked out by things because of the energy that was still in the field where I was sleeping. So that influenced my astral realm quite a bit. Um, so my relationship with dreaming, I've practiced lucid dreaming for some time. Um, I, I don't, I, I, my sleep is kind of erratic these days, Mm -hmm. so I don't even, I don't even know what to say about that, but, um, I've dabbled. I've dabbled in the dream world. I feel like the dream world is here and mm. I'm awake a lot of times and that I can, um, you know, have just as much flexibility with it now than when I, and when I'm sleeping. But I would use my dreams constructively when I was at university. I was an English major and I had to write a lot of papers mm. and I would leave the computer on. We had an old Mac, those old Macs. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I would go to sleep with the question in mind and I would wake up with exactly what I needed to write. And so I would use it constructively. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a fascinating time. I, I have a dream journal and I try to write down stuff or my dreams in there. And it, sometimes I, I find that the daydream can be just as significant as the nighttime dream. You know, you find mm-hmm. myself, I find myself just kind of zoning out sometimes when I'm sitting outside or when I'm at work sometimes, or just, just having this ability to change the way I see reality through the day. And I'm, I'm hopeful that people listening to this or just people in general will find more affinity for their dreams, or they will find more ways to embrace their dreams, whether that's acting them out in life or just paying attention to the different nuances that happen to them when we're in that state. I think so much of answers can come. Like like you said, when you when you fall asleep and you're looking for an answer, you wake up with it, or sometimes mm-hmm. you get to have that sense of deja vu when you accomplish something. You're like, oh yeah, I dreamt that. You know, like there's so many cool things that can happen there. But I'm always curious to hear about people's dreams and their relationship to it. And and do you, are we in I know that there's different states and different like like theta and, and these different states we go through when the dream cycle. Are those vibrational as well? Or do you know? 
Yeah, their particular hertz. I think data is like four hertz, something like that. And so you can use sound to access those states. I mean, Monroe Institute, they have, you know, their their program and their 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 music and stuff gets you to those states very quickly. Um, so yeah, you can use specific frequencies to help you access those states, specifically binaural beats because they're so mm. low. Um, like I did with the cohe- the forks I used for heart coherence, it's mm-hmm. 0.1 difference. So we can't hear that. So we have to use two different frequencies so our brain can process the difference between that to access that state of vibration. So you can use that with tuning forks as well. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's fascinating to me to, to see the... I've noticed too with the different people I've spoken to, like I, I've been speaking to some people who are really helping out people with psychedelic therapy. And in some of the places that I spoke to, they use sound therapy involved with that. And it seems like we're beginning to move towards this layering of different modalities that can really help shift people's awareness, shift their focus and their, their vibration to a different form of healing. And that, that just seems like it's been so absent in modern day healing for so long. I'm so happy to see it, to see it kind of returning. Do you have any thoughts on layering different modalities? Oh yeah. Um, my, my, old partner and I, we worked together. We actually just worked together again last week um, doing a gathering here in South Florida. And he's a, a masterful breath facilitator and body mm. worker. And uh, and so we our sessions were called Double the Love. And so what I find is that uh, we did, you know, the needles and the breath and the body work and the sound. And this one was just a sound uh, breath and acupuncture thing. No, bo- no real, bo- not a lot of body work in this one. Um, but it, it 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 definitely facilitates the process. It's again, it's a dance between mm. you know my partner and and us and the client and the energy of the group, and the sound just invites you to go deeper. I find that you know even when I was working uh, with my friend who's a massage practitioner and the client came to see me first, she could get into the body a lot more deeply because I created all this space for her to get in there. And so that's kind of how the layering's true. That even with the needles, the needles, you know, work their magic at that level. And then I can get into those places that the needles open me up to as well. So the combination of modalities is, is, is wonderful. And, um, you know, I highly recommend it. So I love, I love those, those, uh, sessions where we get to work together. Yeah. Um, got, got rid of a migraine with that. Wonderful. <laughs> Uh, nice. A little healing happening here today. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, and you think about those, you know, rituals, like I've never done an ayahuasca journey, but, you know, they chant and they sing and there's a lot to the vibration of what those, those, that language is and that music is that creates the space and container for you to experience your journey. I mean, we're dealing with ancient technology of which we are so yeah it's it's almost like returning home when you when you find yourself in a ceremony and it sounds like a ceremonial setting to me where you have people that have their intentions aligned different healing Mm -hmm. modalities and people that want to receive the medicine i think that there's there's something to be said about that particular type of container that allows for the healing to move through each other and the energy to be transferred through vibrations and sound and understanding and intention. And in some ways I, I see it as a, as a return home. Like it just, it just sound, maybe we're back to home, you know, return home. 
<laughs> it's yeah. wonderful to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean, for me, when I look at it, especially if I'm looking at an individual or a group, there's a there's a geometry to that light. I like that. Yeah. And so getting that geometry aligned so it can spin and then we get that beautiful, you know, torsion and happening through, yeah, the group energy. It's, I'm, I'm, wondering, I'm curious if you know, I, I read a little bit about light therapy and di- like red light therapy has like a different wavelength and then blue light has a different wavelength. And I'm wondering, do those work in unison with sound? I mean, they seem like they're both waves. Do, do those mesh together in any way? Absolutely. And that's something I use in my personal life. I use it with, with my family. I remember years ago, we got these special filters and we would shine them on the different water and the water would taste different. And so we were like, oh, I like the red water. I like the green water. Um, and then my father was going through a health uh, challenge last year and I, I started using the filters again. So he would drink the water and um, we would use particular wavelengths of light and then I would needle him also. So I definitely incorporated that into the session. Absolutely. There's even um, information about how you can correlate different frequencies to different colors. And so there is information out there around that. Um, these, like these two chimes that I use in all my sessions, like the C and G, which are really nice and balancing. Mm. Um, these equate to like a green, which is a very neutral color. Um that you can use, but there's a lot of wonderful old books. Uh, I think Let There Be Light uh, is the book um, that, I, that, I, that I have around the use of these filters and the stories and case studies in there are really, really powerful. I used, I used light therapy to get rid of a UTI. Mm. I had to go on a road trip and I was in a lot of pain. Those of you who have had UTIs know exactly what I mean. It, and um, all I did was bring the flashlight with the light and I was shining it under my shirt and the, and taking my probiotics and crayon, you know, all the stuff that I just, and it was gone in a few hours. Wow. And the pain stopped within moments of shining the light. Yeah. So, yeah. You had mentioned the Monroe Institute. Like, are there? Maybe you could talk a little bit about what they do, and maybe some other resources people could look at. Yeah, I've never been to their uh, facility. I've listened to their programs, though. I have their Gateway um, uh, CDs and stuff, which I use for years. They uh, Robert Monroe is a consciousness explorer, and uh, you know he they created the HemiSync technology to bring you into uh, whole brain. Uh, balance and synchrony to access different states of consciousness. And so they can take you to different uh, states of awareness through their, through their methods, through their sounds, through their, um, the, through their process. So if anyone's interested, they can check it out. It's yeah. uh, I, some of my teachers have spent a lot of time there as well and, and have had amazing experiences. I know they have programs to help you guide people um, who are discarnate spirits to the light and things like that. It's really, really beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You bring up um, a book, and you say it's an old book. My grandpa used to say, "If you want a new idea, read a really old book." You know, there's just this way of of the information flowing back to us in some ways. I think it's really cool to think about and. Are there any other books that that you could recommend to people who might be curious about some of the things that you've been doing? Oh my gosh. Now I'm going to draw a blank. (laughs) Always when you put on the spot. 
probably a lot of good research you could find in the library. Or if you could just Google, you know, some like the Monroe Institute or or you already gave the book Let There Be Light. But, you know, there's probably others that would come up. Yeah. I mean, it depends which avenue you want to go. I mean, if people want to reach out and ask for specific things and I can give, you know, yeah. but I have, I have my favorites, but it's not related to sound. So. <laughs> right. Right. Bria, I really enjoyed this conversation and I really enjoyed getting to see firsthand the, the effects of, of what you do. And even though it was a short session, I'm thankful and I feel great about it. And I, if people were looking to reach out to you, where can people find you and what do you have coming up and what are you excited about? Oh, thanks. Yeah. So my website has uh, the most up-to-date information of my offerings. And then if people subscribe to my newsletter, they get weekly inspiring messages and, you know, things like that. Um, I next, let's see, December 7th, I have my last sonic acupuncture session of the year. I also do readings. So I have, uh, you know, the 2024 year ahead review sessions. Um, I have cohorts that I do for staying in tune with the season. So like we were talking about, um, I started that this year with fall. And so each season I'm offering like an opportunity to go deep, deeper with the sound uh, to, you know, each each season has organs and, and elements that are at its height during that time. So to really stay in balance with the season of fall, for example, would be to harmonize the metal element, the long, large intestine, the energy of grief. Winter, we're going into the bladder and kidney time, the energy of stillness, and seeing what gifts are there for you, as well as staying in balance with uh, your energy with that time of year. Um, so I have things like that coming up. Um, and... Yeah, I'm always inspired to offer things, but consistently uh, there are always ways to connect. I offer private sessions as well for anyone who wants to experience this one-to-one -one group, workshops, all sorts of things. In person, if you're in the South Florida area, you can experience it in person. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. I would recommend everybody go to the show notes and check it out. Um, check out the new book, Heal, where she's written a beautiful piece in there. And go back and listen to this this particular podcast and, and, and take a moment to see how you feel and see what resonates with you. Check out Sound Therapy and check out Acupuncture. But more, most of all, check out Brie Dellerson. Check out all the show notes down there. She's an amazing woman. And she's doing really cool stuff. And I want everyone to go and check out her website. So Brie, hang on briefly afterwards. I'm going to talk to you briefly. But to everyone listening... I'm super thankful that you were here today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. And I hope you have some new insights into the power of sound healing. And that's all we got for today, ladies and gentlemen. Aloha. Thank you. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that... I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. 
listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.